And that's the bit that I've got to get across to you, that it isn't just about physical therapy, it isn't just about the thing that you sell, because it's too subjective. Everybody's going to have a different opinion on whether or not this place is the best for PT. For this place to grow, it needs to be about three or four or five different things and then let the parents self-select as to whether or not they value that enough to want to buy it from you. Following? This is the Paul Goff Audio Experience, business lessons for physical therapists. My name is Paul Goff, former professional soccer physical therapist turned successful business owner and best-selling author from the UK. Each week, we answer your questions and bring you an inspiring story or person from the global physical therapy community. This show is dedicated to sharing with you everything you need to know to become hugely successful in private practice. Thanks for joining me today. Now let the class begin. Hey guys, welcome back to the Paul Goff Audio Experience. It is Jake, your content producer in the Orlando office, bringing the episode for today. Today we'll be going back to the Five Cities in Five Days East Coast Tour, where Paul is at Breakthrough Intensive Physical Therapy in Long Island, New York. In the first part of this staff training, you'll be tuning in as Paul details the importance of training your staff as people, not just employees, understanding why cheap isn't what your patients want, and following up with patients that say no to your services. So make sure you turn this one up loud. If you haven't followed Paul on Instagram or YouTube to see his visual content that we're putting out daily, search for The Paul Goff on both channels and make sure you follow and subscribe. Thanks it's so dive. much. Hope you enjoy. Say what? I said nice and... Uh, nice. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm sat... I was sat thinking about it on the way up, actually. First of all, thanks for having us. It's nice to, um, it's nice to be here. It's, uh, it's day number five for me. So I don't know whether you're getting me warmed up. Whether you're getting, yeah, 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 I definitely did. You're either getting me warmed up or completely knackered and I'm just gonna give you everything I've got and go to bed tonight and sleep forever. So um, no, it's great to be here. It's, uh, it's fascinating. I guess, you know, when people see me on, on Skype or, on Facebook, um, you know, they all say, oh, it's, like, it's funny to see you in real life, but it's equally as f like fun for me to come and see these places in real life, because I've seen this so many times, obviously, on your, you know, Facebook fa uh, pages and so on. So it's nice to see it, and it's nice to put a, um, a visual on it, and even a perspective of the, of the towns and the cities is great from my point of view, um, as I speak to people and then coach and help them and, and um, hopefully help them grow their businesses. It does very much help us with a view of you know what it actually looks like and even the faces of the people that you're um, influencing if you like you know through the business owner you're having to pass on advice or tips on on ways to handle conversations it's nice to be able to actually look you in the eye and uh, give it to you firsthand so it's good to be here honestly I'm, I'm very much in awe of what you've done and hopefully I can provide a little bit of perspective what I'm probably not going to do is tell you what to say or what to do so that's the good news and that's the bad news. Um, we may at some point get to talking about, you know, how to handle case studies and various scenarios. But honestly, I think the best thing I can do for you is spend three or four hours, or however long we've got till New York Pizza arrives, which I'm very, very much excited. <laughs> we'll definitely be finishing at six then, if that's the case. Um, the best thing I can do for you is just try and shed some light and some perspective on some situations that you might be going through false beliefs, just um, real understanding of business, real understanding of people, why they say certain things, why you feel as though you have to say certain things back, why you feel as though you get dragged into these things emotionally. Um, it doesn't matter what type of clinic you are, everybody feels the same. You, you right now feel a, 
almost a predisposition, if you like, to, to feel a certain way because of the obvious type of clinic that you run. But I assure you, everybody feels, everybody feels the same way about their little baby, about their little business, and everybody wants to think that their, um, their type of client is, you know, is different, or their office is different, or their challenges are different, and they're not really. They're very, um, very, very similar. So I'm going to help you from that point of view. Hopefully, that's my intention, and I call it being quite high. I try not to get tactically involved in phone conversations in an attempt to try and get you as much perspective on the situation as possible so that you can confidently make your own decisions on why these things are not maybe going as, uh, as according to plan, even though it doesn't sound as though things are going that, uh, that wrong. The odd client who doesn't want to move forward isn't necessarily um, a big issue for a business. On an individual level, it's not nice, but it doesn't necessarily mean that there's something inherently wrong with what you're doing and shouldn't be taken personally. It's more that just it's impossible to please everybody and, and I think it's, uh, if I could challenge you on it, I think it's a little disrespectful and, and almost even egotistical sometimes to think that we can serve everybody and to think that we can help everybody. We want to, we want to, but it's just, it's simply not possible. So just something to bear in mind and never take it personally if it's happening to you and if that conversation doesn't go quite right when you want it to go right, it's not always a reflection on you and I think that's actually the worst part about all of these situations. In the book, I've tried to allude to that, that uh, the situation is not the problem, it's how we feel about the situation. The situation is going to come and go, and you won't even remember the situation in three weeks, six weeks, whatever. But at that time, it's the most important thing in your life, and it makes you feel pretty crappy, and if you're not careful, you carry that into the next conversation with somebody. And that's where I'm going to try and help you with uh, seeing today. So there's a great phrase I love, there's nothing more important in the moment than the thing you are thinking about in the moment that you're thinking about it, right? And what that means is uh, whatever, whatever it is, how trivial it is, when it's in the moment that you're thinking about, you think it's the most important thing in your life. And then what happens is something else grabs your attention in that moment, and it is the most important thing in your life. But it's only the most important thing because you're thinking about it at that point. It doesn't mean that it's important. It doesn't mean it's going to ruin your life. It doesn't mean that it's something that you should inherently worry about for the next three, six, nine, twelve months. Um, and again, it's just little ways to start to think about all of these little challenges that you're um, you're going through. So for those of you who don't know me, I'll give you a little introduction background from England. Obviously, my own business in the UK continues to run. Uh, I've been home for six weeks and uh, I was doing this every day with my staff and thought, you know what, I got the bug back for doing uh, staff training with my own team back in Britain and I uh, wanted to kind of go on the road and do it and uh, enjoy the freestyling, if you like, of the different questions and the different things that get, get thrown at me. It keeps, uh, it keeps me sharp as well, but it's great to see uh, hopefully a little bit of a change. When you first start out and, and I do this, we'll be together for three or four hours. People are a little apprehensive, they're a little, what the hell is going to happen and what's he going to say and um, depending upon what you possibly know of me before I arrive, you might think I'm a bit of a jack and I'm a bit of a jackass or whatever and hopefully within an hour or two you might like one or two of the things that I say in a way that they can help, you know, it can help you. So uh, that's all I'm here to do. I'm basically just passing on anything that I've learned that's helped me and my team and my people and if it helps you, great. If it doesn't, Nothing ventured, nothing gained. It's not right, it's not wrong, it just is, and it's just a fresh perspective on some of the challenges that you've, uh, that you've got. And I think from Christine's point of view, the reason I love, um, you know, I love staff training, um, if you want a good business, you need a good team. And if you need, or if you want a good team, you need good people. So most of the focus of my staff trainings, and for the, obviously, Shadon and Christine have been around me, 
most of my focus really underneath it all is improving the business owner as a person. When all is said and done, I teach all sorts of fancy tactics and shit that's going on, but underneath it all, the real core principle is if I can improve the person, I can improve the business owner. If I can help the person improve themselves, get more focus, get more discipline, get more understanding of this game that they're playing, they usually get a better business. So the true ha that, that, that has to be true for people. That if I want a better business, I need a good team. The only way I'm going to get a good team is if I have better people. Whereas a lot of business owners will think, I need better staff, so I'll train my staff. And then the focus becomes about scripts and it becomes about the words and it becomes about the tactics we do in discovery visits and the price points and the positioning and you know timekeeping and standards and all of these things, which are all important. But it's not as important, I think, as helping the person get a belief in themselves, a confidence in themselves, so that whatever challenge comes along, you're relatively well equipped to deal with it just because you're confident and you believe in yourself and you can look a patient in the eye and tell them, tell them what needs to be said rather than kind of shit, where's the script and, oh, I didn't see this coming. Um, the more that you're equipped uh, and the more that you feel confident about yourself in these situations, the more I guarantee you will see these numbers go north of wherever you want them to go. And that's my own experience from working with my own team over many years now, that the more that I focus on helping them as people, the more that I get better staff. And if I get better staff, I get a better team, I get better culture. If I get that, I get a better uh, business. So it's important that, that as Christine does this with you and you all are receptive to that, that the focus really should be on about growing as people fast, which brings the good team, which brings ultimately the good business. Does that make sense? Because when you put that boards up, you know, we could turn that board around and we will. It's in, you know, you see a lot of numbers and you think, oh shit, and some of them are red and some of them are good and some of them are like, oh, that's normal, that's business. But really the byproduct of those numbers is the people of the business. So the numbers don't, don't appear for no reason. They appear because of something that we did or didn't do as, um, as people. And if we can take ownership of that and we can accept that certain things we did or certain things we said didn't go according to plan because of something that we didn't do, then it allows us to find uh, growth. It allows us to find out what we could potentially do to improve as people. Um, I have a firm belief in business that as a boss, as a leader of business, my job is to help my staff to be successful. My job is to help them find success, to pave the way if you like, to set the standards, to set the targets of what success looks like and then help them to achieve it. And when you turn that around from what most bosses and what most business owners are, it's very demanding and it's very, you must do this and you must achieve this. and. You know, it's about money and it's about, which it's, it's always going to be about money and profit at the end of the day for a business. I'm not ever going to sit and say that that isn't important. But I think there's a different way to achieve it, which puts employees at the front of it as people and basically says, hey, you know, one of the things that, that we want to do here is help you be successful. And the way that you uh, achieve success here is by hitting these standards. And if I've communicated to you well enough over a period of time, then that's what you're interested in being successful my job is to help you to do that and therefore I'm willing to jump in every week and say hey next time that phone rings here's what we could do or the next time you're faced with a situation with a you know a parent who who had a complaint or had an issue or had a concern here's how I think you could have dealt with it better or even better ask you how you think you could have dealt with it better and it's not that I'm trying to catch you out and it's not that I'm trying to make you feel uncomfortable it's not that I'm trying to put you on the spot or it's not that I'm trying to be 
better or you know jump in with all of the answers it's i'm legitimately trying to help you i'm trying to help you get more confident so that when that situation arises in the future which it will you feel more confident in yourself to deal with it that's my version of success for employees the less and less and less that you need me the less and less and less you are able to deal with these situations i'm not just going to get a better business i've got a person who's grown and it's a pretty cool way of looking at a business as you see that you know as you see your staff trainings hopefully you're doing this regularly and that's a great way in which to kick these things off that it isn't just about improving a number don't let it become just about a discovery visit going from 82 percent to 89 percent if you start there it's painful if you start from a how can we all grow as a team how can we get better as people the only way you'll ever get better as people is through accountability you cannot grow you cannot evolve you cannot become a better person unless you are accountable to something or somebody for proof. At what phase of your life are you doing the most growing and achieving the most? What phase of your life? Kids. In the first 18 years of most people's lives, they've done more learning and growing probably than they're ever gonna do in the next 50 or 60. It's no coincidence that you are held accountable all the way through those first 18 years, either by a school teacher or by a parent. Somebody has held you accountable every seven days, every day by your parents, every five days for, for a teacher with homework, every semester with tests, every end of year with um, things you have to, to pass at a certain level. Somebody's held you accountable in, in that phase of time. You're also probably the most happiest uh, you feel the most inspired, you feel the most open to wanting to learn and continue to grow further. You hate the concept of the accountability. You, you, you know, the thing that you wanted to rid yourself of as a kid, which was the teacher kind of over you all the time, or your parent asking what time you were coming in or what time you were getting up. Those were the things you didn't want, but as you look back as an adult, you realise actually, you know what? If it wasn't for those things, I probably would have done jack shit with my life in the first 18 to 21 years of it. And by the way, that, that is the secret for most people when they leave that they ain't much achieved after that and I'm, I'm brutally serious with it from somebody who's I'm not stupid I'm not naive I live in a world that it is you know it is the way it is um, I don't see it for anything other than what it is and I, I see a lot of people who do need the thing that they don't want which is a certain level of accountability there uh, is situations even in offices like this I'm not saying this exact situation but you go into some businesses and the professional ego of a physical therapist will tell them that they don't need accountability, they don't need staff training, they don't need to see numbers. They know it all, they know how to do something, they're already qualified, they don't need you to teach them how to speak or help them with their communication. That's their ego. That person is, is doomed for a life of boredom, a life of frustration, a life of always wondering why they're never quite achieving the things that they want to achieve in their life. They never will, they'll hop from job to job every 18 months. You, if you've all got friends who are jumping in and out of jobs every 18 months, jumping in and out of relationships every two years, moving apartment, buying a new car, buying shit they don't need, they're bored. They're completely and utterly bored. And if you really look at the root of that, there won't be a single dot of accountability in their life. There'll be nothing. There'll be nothing going on where somebody says, here's where you are right now against what you want to achieve. Let me help you achieve it because they've become so uh, inherently adverse to anybody potentially finding 
any little uh, mistake or anything that potentially could be improved upon. They don't want that in their life. And as I've understood this whole concept of staff coaching and staff training, it's more of what I've, I've generally tried to bring to my businesses. That again, let me go back to my point. If my, if my business is successful, it's because I've got a good team, because all of my leverage is in my team. And if I've got a good team, it's because I've got good people. I'm only gonna get good people if they're growing. I can have people, but I can't have good people unless they're growing. If I have people and they stop growing, they bring their boredom and their frustration to me. And that's not happening. Like that ain't happening in a million years that I'm accepting anybody around me who doesn't want to grow, who don't want to learn, because much like enthusiasm is infectious, so is boredom. Bored people love hanging around with bored people. Miserable people love hanging around with miserable people. I, I like hanging around with enthusiastic people. One of the reasons I'm here. I, it's, it's as enthusiasm, every ounce of their being. It's like, I couldn't wait to come and, and experience a bit more of what the hell is going on in here. Um, because if she's got it, I'm pretty sure you guys have probably got it. It's, uh, it's a fact, you know, people hang out. So don't lose that if you've already got it in this, in this building. And I think, you know, much of what I'm gonna try and do today is to try and help, help you see it because whatever I do today is not gonna be as important as what you do next Wednesday, the Wednesday after, the Wednesday after, and the Wednesday after, if you really wanna grow this business. And all I'm gonna try and do is help you see how important it is, um, how it's not just about Breakthrough PT, how even all these kids, God love them, it's not even just about them, it's about you. Like for these kids to benefit, you have to grow, you have to learn, you have to push through all of these, maybe some uncomfortable things that Christine is, is going through right now and bringing into your business with the intent of growing it to be bigger and better, uh, to serve as many people as possible, to last as long as possible, to thrill people when they walk through the door, to be the talk of the town when it comes to um, this type of therapy. All of those things is what she wants, um, but it will be uncomfortable and it will be uh, not easy. There will be a few moments where you question what you're doing and if it's the right thing, but that's growth, that's learning. Um, so I'd encourage you to, to keep that in mind and, and most definitely for you, Christine, as you hold these sessions and you coach your team and you bring new people in, never forget that what you're doing is trying to develop people. If you develop people, you'll get a great team. With a great team, they'll take care of these kids. Take care of these kids, take care of their parents, you'll have a wonderful business. And it's, it's really, really simple. Um, that is often confused and complicated by egos and just a lack of understanding of what we're, what we're doing. Staff have worked for bosses in the past who don't have this type of approach. They bring their insecurities to their job, they bring their frustrations to the job, and you almost have to be a guardian of that. And it's great that you've built this from scratch and the, the early adopters, if you like, to this business. As you see this grow, you have to be guardians of that as well. Um, all sorts of stuff's gonna happen to you as you start bringing in more people. And um, I would say for you all who are involved in it early, enjoy it. You'll have great relationships with each other. And as it gets bigger, uh, you don't quite know each other as well. And there's different personalities coming through the doors and all of these things are waiting to smack Christine in the face over the next few years that she doesn't even know. <laughs> she doesn't, it right now she thinks today's problem is the only one that if she solves it, she's gonna have this wonderful business. And yet every week she's gonna keep getting whacked with more and more problems, but that's a growing business. So you have to have people who can adapt and grow and are open and are learning. If you genuinely want this business to soar and you want this, you want this wall to be four, five, six times as big um, with pictures of those amazing kids on there, that's what you're going to have to that's what you're going to have to do you will not get it any other way so the accountability aspect the growing
the learning. You first have to be open to all of that on a weekly basis, knowing full well it's nothing personal. Nobody's taking it to heart, nobody's taking it personal. We are committed to growing and learning. And if we do that, we get a great team, we get a great team. We get more of these kids that we can have some fun with and we can help and we can um, you know, give, them, give them what they want. So so a good place to start. And I think the next, the next place um, that I, I think we should start is the evolution of a company, basically. The evolution of a company and an owner's new role is something that must not be understood, must definitely has to be understood by everybody in here that what's happening to you guys now, there's um, the, the growth and the success of, of, of your company is incredible over, how many years now? Three? Two. Two. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy what's gone on. What you have achieved in that two years is sensational. And what's happening now is a, is a byproduct of the success where you are almost having to come up with a new model. And again, if I can spend probably 10 or 15 minutes just helping you understand that it's a, nece it's, it's a necessary evil. The temptation is to think that, well, Christine did this in the first two years and this current model got us to this point. Why can't we just keep evolving the current model? It doesn't work like that in any business. The real success of businesses is that they keep evolving, they keep growing, they keep um, understanding where their limitations are. So you're getting now a situation where you know, you've gone a, you're having more uncomfortable conversations with patients and parents about price rises and monthly subscriptions and all of this stuff that might not have been in play when you got here. And at the first sign of a patient who says, I don't want it, you think, oh, this is a train wreck. This is not going to happen. And do we just go back to the old model? Well, as I keep reminding Christine, the old model, the old model had you stuck. The old model had, had a business owner who couldn't grow the business past where it was at that point. She was, by definition, a victim of her own success. She thankfully recognized it about 10 years earlier than most businesses would. The typical business would only recognize that the model needs changing when the business owner is unhealthy at the point of closing the doors and is so frustrated that, that there is no alternative but to close the doors or change the model. So Christine's done it in anticipation of, uh, of much bigger things and much more growth. And I, and I wholeheartedly support it despite what feelings might be around it when it comes to certain isolated situations. You'll not be able to make every patient happy and like I said earlier I, I don't believe that we should believe that we can we can do that there's something out there for everybody and it requires you to think that or requires you to, to change the understanding of what you actually do as well as you evolve your model and what that means is in the beginning you're really selling physical therapy when you get going it's just great PT like Christine started this thing and people wanted to come and see it because she was great now all of a sudden this thing's evolving into something much bigger and people buy different things from you, whether that's convenience, whether that is routine, whether that's the personal touch, whether that's flexibility, whether that's peace of mind. This must be understood by employees of businesses. The temptation is for you to think that all you're selling is physical therapy and you're not. And, and why I think that's important that you understand is because anybody who comes here, if they choose not to come here because of the new model, it just meant that they didn't want what you were selling now, but somebody else does. That it might even free you from the guilt of, but that kid isn't going to get the treatment or the care. They'll go and get it, right? And we can all sit here subjectively and say that Christine's the best. Or I could sit here and say, well, I was the best. The reality was I wasn't the best. I, I might have had a decent reputation, but I wasn't the best because that's impossible somebody else 
would massage somebody's leg or fix their ACL or hamstring or whatever it is that I was doing. So the treatment aspect of it is very emotional and we think that that is the only reason that a parent will choose to bring their kids here, but I assure you it's not. And as the business evolves, it has to be that there are other reasons that people choose Breakthrough PT. And those things include flexibility, convenience, peace of mind, customer service, um, a place where they're recognised. And your job is to let them, parents or patients, clients, whatever you call them, let them decide whether or not they value that enough to want to come here. And, and you can't get involved in it at any other level. If it's just about you thinking you're letting uh, somebody be deprived of treatment, it'll eat you alive. And if you let this place become just about treatment, it won't grow. It needs to evolve into that next phase of being about something much bigger than just great treatment, a community, um, a place where I as a parent might value, if I was coming in, I would value peace of mind. I'd value the peace of mind knowing that I got a certain service twice a week or three times a week over and above money. Um, this is not a highly relevant example, but the situation was the same that uh, three days ago when we were in Portsmouth, we had a bus booked at 6.30 a.m. to go back to the airport and I only realized the night before that it was 6.30, Caitlin had booked it. And I said to him, like, I don't want to get up at 5.30 to, to get to fucking Boston Airport. How much is a town car? So he comes back and it's like, oh, well, it's $110. But I was like, right, let's get it booked. Because at that point, I valued my time significantly more and the peace of mind of knowing that I didn't have to get an Uber to a bus and into town. And I valued, actually, more than anything, I valued being able to get up and go in the gym on the morning and read and just collect my thoughts and just have my head in the right space before my day started. So I was willing to pay money for that. I was willing to give up money for that. I still got to the airport. I still got transport. Now, the analogy I'm trying to give you is that we can all sit here and say, well, our PT is the best. Right? The bus company will say, well, we're the best value. And the limousine company like, well, we're the best value. Ultimately, it's still transport. And all they did was exactly the same and that they delivered me, if you like, to the airport. They got me to the airport on time and I got on my flight and I came to wherever it is we were going, New, New Jersey. That same choice is being exercised right now by everybody on this planet. And it's not our job to decide whether it's right or wrong. Our job is to explain it to them so that they can make the right choice. Now, when Caitlin booked that for me, it wasn't, not that it's a problem, it wasn't communicated to me that it was 6.30. It was just, Paul, get, uh, this is what gets you to the airport. And Caitlin was trying to save me money. And I was like, yeah, great, good, good for you. Like, you, you, you wanted to do that. But I uh, valued the time in bed or in the gym or not having to worry the night before that I was going to get up really early and therefore having to cut conversations off the night before. So I made a decision to spend the money to buy myself something else. And pretty much at every point, everywhere in the world, somebody's doing that. And that's your job as a business owner, is to, or, or as, as a business, is not to get involved in what mode of transport, if I go back to that story, it's not what mode of transport is the best. Are you following? Because I could sit here and debate that the limousine or the town car or whatever it was that we got might be the best. But then somebody else says, well, I like getting on a bus. Well, why do you like getting on a bus? well, there's a chance I'll sit next to somebody who's quite interesting. Oh, oh, I get it. Yeah, I can see why you might think that 
that transport uh, via a bus is more interesting to you. Well, then I might sit there and say, well, I like a town car because I get in there and I don't have to sit and talk to anybody. Who's right and who's wrong? None of us. And that's the bit that I've got to get across to you, that it isn't just about physical therapy, it isn't just about the thing that you sell, because it's too subjective. Everybody's going to have a different opinion on whether or not this place is the best for PT. For this place to grow, it needs to be about three or four or five different things and then let the parents self-select as to whether or not they value that enough to want to buy it from you. Following? And if you get the confidence to think and to live like that, even if it comes with, if this is not for you, here's the name of the two or three people we recommend. That's legit, that's genuine. That's, this is about, if you just want the treatment, you go somewhere else. That, that's two people that we can wholeheartedly recommend. But breakthrough physical therapy is now about this thing, certainty, peace of mind, customer service, knowing your name, having a lifelong relationship with you and your family and everybody in it and providing that level of support. If you value that, like it's us you need to choose. If you don't and you just want physical therapy, there's a clinic around the corner who will provide good physical therapy. But if you want all of these other things added in, this is how now we have to do business for the sake of the growth of the company. First of all, to protect the sanity of the person running it, because that, that is again another way of looking at your business. When it hits boiling point, when it hits boiling point, and, you, and I've ran into this myself years ago, when it hits boiling point and everybody wants to see you, you end up becoming a complete wreck and, and you're not necessarily worth anything to anybody. You're there, right? You're in the room, but mentally you're just absolutely like gone. Like you, you're not focusing in on, on what they want and what they're saying and you're missing cues all the time and your treatment's getting not necessarily half-assed, but it's nowhere near as, as focused and precise as it could be. And then you start to say, well, on the surface of this, I think, I think I'm doing this for the right reasons, but I'm not because I'm not providing them the level of service that I could be because I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely at the point of, of exhaustion, of, of lack of focus, of not being able to give people what they've become accustomed to. Then you start to think, well, why am I doing it? Why, why am I keeping on being here till seven, eight o'clock at night? Why do we keep running ourselves ragged? Why do we keep getting to the end of the month? with not as much profit in that bank to even make it worthwhile that I could have been probably working for somebody else. And the reason is I didn't dare face up to the fact of being disliked or judged or uh, not approved of if I made a change. And if you think about it, that's pretty much all of our issues everywhere in life. That if I have a problem, really deep down, I'll be telling you that, well, at the surface level, I'll be telling you I don't want to do it because of some reason. So um, an example might be this, uh, and I'll flip between relationships and just stuff outside of the business regularly. You see somebody who's in a bad marriage, what they'll often tell you is we're staying together for kids. And retrospectively, you look back and you think, well, no, maybe you actually just don't leave because this is gonna be a really, really uncomfortable situation. And I'm saying that from somebody who went through that with his parents, that the excuse was we're staying together for you. And then it got so bad that, that they left and it was like, well, I thought you were staying together for us. And the reality was the frustration got so bad that it was time to leave. So we were never really the reason that my parents were staying together. It's just that they didn't dare leave for other reasons. Catholic families, grandparents would have had opinions and various things. So there's all sorts of superficial things that were said about why they would stay together. But when 
the inevitable happened, the real, real reasons came out about why my mother stayed in the marriage longer than she wanted to. And you'll see that everywhere. You'll see people saying things um, about certain situations in their life that isn't necessarily uh, the truth. And the business owner is the classic. It's like, oh, I'm doing it for the patients. I'm doing it for the patients. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to let the patients down. But really deep down inside, it's I'm frightened of what the patients will think. I'm frightened of what the patients will stare. I'm frightened of what opinion the patients will have upon me if I raise the rates. I'm frightened if I'll be accused of being greedy. I'll be uh, accused of being selfish. Oh my word, now I can't live with that. How could I ever possibly live with myself if I'm accused of being greedy or uh, charging too much money and what if I get a bad reputation for all of these things? That then starts to keep you awake at night even more than the original fucking frustration of running your business and you've got a business owner who's ready to pull the trigger. Sound familiar? <laughs> Restaurants. And you would feel guilty for having a glass of wine and think like, oh, they're thinking yep. that they paid, paid for that. it. And I was literally the day before telling someone about the trip I have planned at the end of this month. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, they're thinking they're paying for my trip. and Because of these new price rises. <laughs> that that now I can go on a big trip. And yep. <laughs> it was like exactly how I was feeling. It's all in your head. All of this is in your head. I went, I was off social media for years. And, and that was one of the reasons. I was living like a great life. I was traveling all over. I was Barbados, New York. I actually like deny that I was going on holiday. Was, what you do, oh, I'm nothing. I'm just having a week off. I'm just sitting in the house and I come back with a suntan and like, where have you been? Oh, sunbeds, you know, like tanning booths or whatever. Like I just used to lie to people about where I'd been for about two or three years until I understood all of this. That, that what we say and what we do are two wildly different things. And growth only happens when you go, you know what, yeah. Like that, the, the excuse that I'm given at the surface level of I don't want to raise the rates because it's just not right or, you know, I, I don't want to leave the relationship because of this. It's like, no, no, like, let's talk properly. Let's like really go deeper into why you're really wanting to stay in that relationship. It's because you're frightened. You don't want to go out on your own. You're isolated, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like that was the situation with my mother. Like that, that was the reason that ultimately she stayed. What would my grandma and granddad say if she got divorced? She'd be the first person in the family to get divorced. That's going through her head. But she wouldn't communicate any of this. Two years after she did. But for 10 years, it was like, I'm staying together for the kids. And it was like, well, why? It's a, it's a horrendous marriage. Like, leave, get rid, you know, you, you walk out. And even people were saying to me, dad, like, you need to go. This is horrific. It's not working. Like, this just doesn't, you know, this is not worth you fighting over. And they're like, oh no, we're staying together for the kids. You know, there's only like six more years to go. And at this point, right, at this point, I'm like 15 going, fuck, I wish you'd both just piss out. Like, just go. Mm -hmm. No, no, we can't. I'm like, well, I'm one of the kids that you're staying together for and I want you to leave, <laughs> right? If you're really telling me you're staying together for us, now I know this is wrong. Like, and this was at 15 and 16. I didn't know all of this at this point. But as I look back and reflect on all of these things, it's everywhere you look. Pretty much everything that anybody tells you is not the thing that they want to speak about. It's not the reason. It's always something else. And the best part about that is it's exactly the same with your patients. Whatever they're telling you, it's two or three things deeper, always. It would be wonderful and liberating if a patient rang you up and gave you the real, real, real reasons 
as to why they didn't want to do your new program, it would be great. Instead of saying, yep, yeah, okay, yep, yeah, that sounds fine. Yep, yeah, I think we're going to do this in two weeks. And you're thinking, oh, great, wonderful. We've communicated really well with you. And why wouldn't I think that way? Because all of the signs that you're giving me are that you're happy, you're on board, you're going to do this. And then you get an email a week later that completely torpedoes you and you just think, what the hell, where did that come from? Cancel all my appointments, cancel everything, I'm never coming back and uh, thanks for everything you've done and I'll let you know. Has that happened to you? That's, like, it happens everywhere. And it would be wonderful if the patient did actually tell you their reasons. But here's the best bit or the bit to understand, they don't know how to do it they genuinely don't know how to do it and you can get as frustrated as you want and you can think you know why didn't they just say that the, the, the husband had a few concerns or the wife had a few concerns or you know there was a big bill landed on their doorstep that week and they needed to pay three grand towards the car and that sent them into a hissy fit of emotional drama and a fight with somebody in their house and the first thing that got whacked was you because that's probably the reality of it you were caught in an emotional situation uh, an irrational uh, behaviour followed that cut you from their well completely, they do go and find a cheaper provider and what will happen is they're probably for the next 6 to 12 months unhappy with it but they can't go back because they think like they've cut the cord and that's pretty much again how a lot of us live our life. We do things and we say things that we didn't really mean at that point, we don't even know why we did it but then we're stupidly going to live with the consequences of it for however many months after instead of just ringing back up and go you know what Christine I sent you this email three weeks ago I really shouldn't have I'm really really sorry for everything I said in that email and I was completely out of order you just caught me on a hop and I was just not prepared for what the price was going to be but having had three weeks to think about it yeah I think you are actually worth the money wouldn't that be wonderful that an adult could actually do that but the reality is that they can't uh, but it's probably what many of them are thinking of anybody who leaves here over the next few weeks and months because of the new model, that is going on. That will be happening. There will be an initial one or two weeks of, great, we found somewhere cheaper, and they'll feel slightly better because of that, and they'll be vindicated because they're getting an extra 40 or $50 in their pocket every time they go. But over a two or three month period, when they're not getting exactly what you guys have provided, it'll piss them off. And therefore, most of what you have to focus in on is that you are gonna lose some people but it's what happens next, where your growth is gonna come. And that's what I think today will probably dominate. I possibly can't get you any better on the phone and I possibly can't get you any, whatever you're doing, you're gonna do and you're always gonna lose a few people in discoveries and, and phone calls. But what I can instill in you is that belief that that is what is gonna go on. And in two or three months, everybody should be getting something, whether it's a phone call, a letter, a package, you imagine, I've had a situation in my office where patients have said, no, 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 and we've sent them a book. We've sent them one of my books. Folded over the page at whatever back pain, you know, with the back pains that starts at page 52, and it's just, dear Sally, sorry I didn't get a chance to help you, you know, have this on me, you know, help yourself. 24 hours later, they've called and booked an appointment. It was nothing whatsoever to do with them never having money. It was always the fact that there was no trust. They didn't quite believe in it. They uh, had doubts about me, about what we do, our trustworthiness, about our ability to be as sincere as we sound. Ridiculous things go on in your, in your head. And that tiny little gesture of a $3 book gets somebody over the line to spend $1,000 with you. You imagine in this place in three months time, a big fucking box lands on these people's doors. A big fucking box 
of toys, teddies, fucking Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, all sorts of shit. Like on their birthday, they're pulling out cards and streamers and whatever else, right? That comes from breakthrough physical therapy that says, hey, it's been three months, we're still thinking about you, how's your new treatment going? You know, if you need to talk to us, uh, we're still here, we've got a gap, you know, blah, blah, blah. We are here and we will not be giving up on you. Three months later, that happens again. It's a fucking bigger box. This time it's a twice the size of Mickey Mouse and now it's the real fucking, to the point of being the biggest soft cuddly toy you can ever find that gets shipped to this kid's house. Even better, it's something that they absolutely love that you probably already know about them, whether it's Power Rangers right now or it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or whatever. Ship them something through the post and make it routine every three, six, nine, 12 months so that you're not ever worrying about if somebody leaves you today. If you worry about today, you'll always stay stuck in today. I try to live with the bigger picture view of if you lose me, if I lose you today, that's fine. The game just starts again. I got you in the first place, I'll get you again. And it's actually easier to get somebody again than it is in the first place. So start to think like that. This is a relationship that you're gonna have with these kids for life. Here's the best bit. You're gonna have a relationship with these kids for life. If I leave you with nothing else, it's gonna be this. You're gonna have a relationship with these kids for life. Ideally, you get paid for it. Does that make sense? Do you get it? You're gonna have a relationship with all of these kids who anybody who makes contact with this business for life. Ideally, they'll pay you for it. And what that means is, no matter whether they're gonna give you any money, doesn't that mean whether they're gonna frequent this place? Anybody who shows an interest in this business, I'm gonna encourage you to start a lifelong relationship with them, whether they wanna give you money or not. It will liberate you, it will set you free, it will completely take any fear, any doubt, any this is all about money, anything that you're stupidly running through your head right now that says people are accusing you of something or they don't like the fact that you're charging more money. When you start to have that type of focus or that type of mentality, it'll completely set you free from it. It'll, it'll not only bring more people back, but it'll make you feel even better about what you do. It'll make all of these phone calls, all of these conversations so much easier knowing that whatever you say, this will not be the last one we have. This will not be the last treatment. It may put it on hold for six months or 12 months or 18 months, but it will not be the end. And I promise you, I don't know if I'm gonna give you any more value than, than having that focus on this business, that if any of these things happen with discoveries, with tasters, with whatever, your focus goes towards who are these kids, what do they love, what, what, what it is you know, in, their, in their life that they love to, to watch, read, whatever it is. Start to take even more notice of that and that becomes the thing that you build that relationship with these kids forever and never stop it you you know full well clients for life you have to stay with them for life whether or not it's different in in potentially not not as different you know if a guy with an ankle sprain or a lady with a back pain or whatever this business is screaming out for that type of thing to happen on the back end of of it and as you go through the change that you're going through now, I think it's such a pivotal time to understand that, that you don't have to have them on your book right now for this relationship to continue. And if there is an emotional uh, conflict about losing any of these children, this type of thing is what I think could help you settle 
that. You know, it's not, it's not, they're not in here getting their treatment, but you're still genuinely passing the give a shit test, which in the end will win out, will win out. And if I came back here in 10 years and you, you played this game, there'll be so many people who lost, who left, went and sampled something else, but because you had this type of mentality in your business, will be back. Does that help? So the company's evolving, the company's grown, it has to. Christine's role has to evolve, it has to grow. And what, need, uh, what is needed is, in, is uh, a constant communication from her as to why it's happening and you know, what's going on. Christine's at the point where, and much like any business owner, when you are in demand, you lose time. And when you lose time, you can't grow a business. And what starts to happen is, for example, right now, one of the things you're feeling is the pinch of if a discovery bid comes in and doesn't convert, you're thinking, oh shit, you know, we've lost we've lost a patient there, we don't get as many phone calls as we would like, you know, we're not getting seven phone calls a day, so we can't, uh, we can't lose anybody. But one of the reasons you're not getting seven phone calls a day is because the business owner is on that mat. Make sense? So the, the business gets what it tolerates, the business owner gets what they tolerate. So the new growing pain, if you like, or the new pain that you want, or the, the, the new pain that you're getting is, a ch is first of all, nothing but a change. And it's harder to get somebody to change what they're doing than it is to get a new person to accept that what you do is normal. So I'll say that again. So if I've been with you for two years and I've been used to a certain way of doing business, that's significantly harder to get me to pay the new thing than it is for me to call up as a brand new patient and just think that what you're doing is normal. And there'll be a legacy of that because past clients or current clients will have told other people what you do as the old model. So you're gonna have a three, six, nine, even 12 month lag of people who've been told about you as the old model was. Now you're moving across to monthly subscription and uh, group classes and so on. That will take a little uh, to infiltrate where the new people that you'll get in who'll say yes to it, they'll tell their friends and families about that model. So a lot of the preeminence, a lot of the buildup will actually be done for you but that's gonna take you about six to 12 months. Does that make sense? So I'm just trying to help you see what, what's kind of coming down the line here, is that you have, for two years, people talking about the current way of doing business. Therefore, when a patient calls you, their expectation was of the old way of running a business. So you're still gonna run into legacy issues to be prepared for, but it's normal, completely normal, right? But then what starts to happen when Christine is freed up and she can get out and she can be more um, targeted and more aggressive and more consistent with her marketing, that will bring in new leads, which gives you a new opportunity with new people who start from, from scratch. That the slate's clean. It's like, hey, tell me about your business. How does it work? How can you help my child? Well, the good news is we now have a range of different options. You know, due to popular demand, this place has become the go-to center in the entire Long Island area for um, you know for this type of problem that, that your child has got that means we've evolved to group classes um, we've got one-on-ones we've got monthly subscription we've still got the option that you can pay as you go what we wanted to do was make this place as flexible as possible so that you feel like you've got as much choice as possible see where it's gone these are values by the way these are values flexibility choice freedom to decide these are values little, little, little understood in business that that is actually what most people want. They want somewhere that has the same values as what they value. Now, some people won't value freedom, won't value flexibility, won't value choice, 
but the overwhelming majority of the world do. And that's what you have to play. That's the game that you have to play in your, um, in your business. So when these phone calls start to play out over the next few weeks, months and years, you should be excited by the fact that you're going to get a new opportunity to explain why the company has grown rather than negatively thinking, oh shit, like these people are not going to enjoy or I'm not going to enjoy this conversation because this has changed as if it's happening to somebody. I'm going to encourage you to start to think about it. It's happening for somebody that we now have an opportunity when that phone rings or a new discovery visit arrives, we have an opportunity to explain why breakthrough physical therapy is so special, is so different, has evolved, recognized that uh, more kids wanted to get help than was possible. And as a result, the company has is, is, um, is expanded its services, it's expanded its options to make sure that we can cater for anybody who values all of these things. We've got group classes now for you, you may wish to start there. Uh, we've got one-on-one -on -one sessions, we've got pay-as-you-go, we've got monthly subscription. Um, what we encourage you to do is come down with an open mind, have your first session with us, spend a good hour um, getting to know us. You can decide what's best for you. Subsequently, send them a boatload of stuff through the post. And I think that's probably you're going to have to go you know, into that realm. Information is the gateway. I don't know exactly what you send out right now or what I would get if I was a parent if I signed up with you. But the more you want from me in terms of commitment, and money and time. The more you want from me, the more the information becomes the gateway. Thank you for listening to Paul's audio experience. If you're brand new to Paul's world, head on over to paulsmarketingbook.com where you can get started with his number one best-selling marketing book for physical therapy. Or if you've been listening to the show for a while, you like what you hear and you think that you could benefit from this type of help to accelerate the growth and profitability of your practice, reach out to Paul's team at paul at paulgoff.com and tell us exactly what you're looking for. And by the way, if you know someone who would benefit from today's show, please share it with them. And if you've got any questions that you want answered, tweet Paul at the Paul Goff using the hashtag AskPG. You can also find all of these details over in today's show notes. All right, until next time.